Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity again to share the word of God, dear Lord, even as we have shared the dedication of reads unto you. May your presence be made manifest. May your glory be revealed. May your word reach our hearts. May we experience the liberty that the truth brings unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It is Mother's Day, and once again we declare unto you mothers, Happy Mother's Day. The Lord bless you for being there for us and for being such a blessing unto us. And we pray that His favor and His grace shall be your portion moment by moment, just like Pastor Moses had prayed for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And right now, I just want us to share briefly something It may relate to the mothers, but it relates to each one of us. That is something that God has placed in each and every mother and every girl or every woman for a reason to beautify the earth and to make things different in the earth. And we begin right from where it is found in the gospel. The gospel itself is telling us of this wonderful, wonderful quality or characteristic of the Father that he has essentially, uniquely, a great percentage of it, I say, has been placed in the girl child who happens now to be the woman, who happens to be the mother. So either way, it is one and the same thing. And it's a scripture that we know he says in uh, uh, John chapter 3, verse 16. Each one of us knows that scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And on this Mother's Day, I want us to look at this characteristic of God's nature that is prayed across the whole earth. It is a characteristic that is unique, that is from the Father himself. It is the one witness that God has placed right in the face, I say, of every human being that enters into the world. These particular characteristics of God. That is, you know, regardless of the circumstances under which any one of us has been born or any other person may be born, every human being experiences or encounters this particular phenomenon. That is the character of God. And as I've said, a great percentage of this characteristic of God has been woven or it has somehow been dissolved in the makeup of the person that we call woman or mother or better still the girl child. This particular quality or this characteristic of God. One of the things that I have observed amongst many cultures and even many other families, is that the mindset or the disposition generally of the girl child is that usually they are caring and accommodative. The girl child generally, they tend to be tender and they tend to be caring and accommodative. I've observed in so many families and so many people, uh, the, girl, the girl child many times uh, come and find him uh, amongst the brothers. She can become like a lioness taking care of her brothers. 
very, very concerned about them. The brothers might not be concerned about it. They are so selfish, thinking about themselves, but not the girl child. Most of the time, she's like, she's taking care of her, of her brothers. Sometimes, even, you know, I, I see it in my own family. If I try to be too rough on my sons, uh, my daughter, you, you can see, the, you know, you can, you can start sensing fire. That, you know, like she says, what do you mean you're, you're, going, you're going, going against my brother or something like that? Well, anything that one thing about the girl child, it is something that God has woven into their system. Even when they're young, they're seeking to be able to feed the family. They're seeking to run up and down. They do so much. You consider the, 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 the girl child. They get overworked, to say the truth. They get overworked in so many families. While us boys, we are, many times we are out there playing and jumping up and down. They are right in the home, running up and down, doing this, and they don't complain. Strange enough, they don't even as if realize that they are being overworked. They feel that it is part and parcel of what is expected of them. It is because of that thing that God has woven in their system. Uh, I would like somebody to come and, uh, Mary, you can come and fix the, the, the power, power on the, on the Zoom, on the laptop here. And so it appears, it appears it is not, it is not linked, it's not connected. So, as, and we have shared in terms before, something that God says in, uh, I think it is in Romans. And that, that, that particular quality or that particular love, we've shared it as we have been teaching here concerning the word of God. In Romans chapter 1 verse 20, there's something that God says there which we have shared before. He says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. What is God saying? He told us there, first of all, for God so loved the world. It is one of his eternal attributes, one of his eternal power, that, you know, that love of God that changes our hearts, that gives us purpose and reason even to be able to live. And that one thing, that characteristic, he has woven it into the hearts of our sisters, of our mothers, of our grandmothers. And you know one thing, some people might say that I don't care about God, but there is a witness that God has placed right in each and every family, that it is ever before you, this is my love. You may be looking at you, this is just a woman. But no, it is God who is speaking unto you. If you look at this, you're, oh yeah, but children, you are welcome to go to your, to, there's, a, there's a children's Sunday school that is going on, I think, and one of the teachers is available. They can be able to come and take, you can go, go with the children. There's some good program for children in the Sunday school across. Any child who wants to go for the, 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 you can be able to go across. You will be blessed together with the program and with the programs that are going on in that particular place. So children, you are, you are free to move on. So uh, we, we move on. So God has placed that witness in the, in, 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 the, in the woman for you and for me to be able to be in contact. Each one of you knows how you love your mothers and how your mothers take care, take care of you over and over and over again. Think about it. Then, you know, I want you to think about the baby in the womb. For up to nine months, it lives, it moves, and it has its being inside the mother. It is sustained, it is protected, it is nurtured unconditionally. That is God speaking unto every particular soul that comes into the world. 
We have shared here before, uh, Acts chapter 17, verse 28, where it says, In him that is in God, we live, we move, and we have our being. And he manifests it even in the, in our, through our mothers as the child comes through, you know, in the womb for nine whole months. The, the mother doesn't complain. You know, the child kicks inside there and, you know, they are very uncomfortable. And, you know, it is difficult to walk, it is difficult to work, it is difficult to do so many things. But they don't mind. They are always saying, yeah, that is my son or my daughter right on the inside there. They are very protective of that particular thing. That is exactly the love of God. That he is reaching out what the way says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If only you can believe this love, if only you can hang on to this particular love, like the child hangs on to the mama's provision on the inside. He wants you and I, being as we are, to learn that particular dependency on him so that this love may be revealed in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Essentially what he's saying that is that you may not recognize it, you may not know it, but God has placed a mark on every human being of how he cares for you and how he's concerned about you through the experience of having been in your mother's womb for nine months. None of us have an excuse to reject God. He has already shown you, this is what I want to take care of you. This is the relationship I want to have with you. He speaks through his creation. And so he has given unto you and I that particular message. We can span that particular love and run away from him. It is just imagine the child who is inside spanning that particular love, cutting that, that particular cord that is linked to the mother while he's, he's still inside that particular, inside the womb. You know what happened, will happen to that particular child. It becomes a stillborn. It dies there in the womb. And that's what many of us do in our daily walk as we move on in life. God wants you to realize he wants your umbilical cord to be fixed between you and his spirit so that his love flows into you and into me it makes us to be what we are supposed to be for the glory of God in the book of Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 13 he says somewhere about his love he says the Lord you know the Lord has appeared to me of old saying I have loved you with an everlasting love and I have drawn you or rather with my loving kindness I have drawn you for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That love has been revealed unto us wherever we turn ourselves. Anytime you turn and you look and you see a woman that is walking up and down, it is a manifestation of God's love unto you and unto me. The care of that particular individual that has been placed, the, the quality that has been placed in that person, God wants us to experience and to know it. And what are we saying? It is this characteristic which is unique and it is the unimaginable, just as Linda said. It is an unimaginable kind of love. He so much loved us. This love as it follows, it blows our mind if we may say. It is the love that is unreasonable. It is the love that is unexplainable. It is that love, it suffers long, and it is always kind. That is the love of God. And that is what God wants you to enter into that relationship with him, to experience and to know this particular love. Now realize one thing. God loved the world so much. 
but the world is contrary to him in every way and even it is hostile unto him. I want you to look at the picture of the world. The psalmist paints to us the picture of the world. And each one of us, we are part of the world until you come to know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. He says in Psalms chapter 14, for verse 1 and 4, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That is the world. The world is foolish. It says in its heart that there is no God. Why do I say that? In John chapter 1 verse 11, hear what the Bible says. When God came to us in the flesh as a son, as the son of God, the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 11, he says, he, rather from verse 10, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. It didn't recognize him. That is, it's saying that there is no God. And that is what is happening to every man and every woman who does not recognize that God is and he's calling you unto himself. It is a calling that he's calling unto us as he's drawing unto us as a mother seeks to draw his child, uh, her child unto himself. He goes on and says, they are corrupt. That is, the world is corrupt. They have done abominable works. That is, the world. There is none that does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men and women, I will say. Because what happens, we make essentially the world, we form the world system. To see if there is any who understands, who seeks God. Then he says, they have all turned aside. They have become altogether corrupt. There is none who does good, no, not one. Then he says, have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and they do not call on the Lord. What he says, none does good, no, not even, not even one. What is he saying there? Our good works, even our good charity works, the charity works that we may do, outside of God, when we don't love God, they are abominable before God. Why is he saying that? He says in the standards of God, when an evil man does a good deed, it is evil in the sight of God. Do you know that? That is the wonder of God's standard. He wants us to worship him, his style. He is not seeking for favors from us. And that's why he says he so much loved us. And he says, if only we believe in him, it makes the difference. The love of God is the type that reaches out even to the unlovable. Maybe you feel you're unlovable. It is reaching out unto you. To the rejects, it reaches out. To the outcasts, it reaches out. This love descends into horrible pits of dirt. The pits of sin. The pits of debauchery. The pits of dirt. To pull the one that is loved out into safety. Because that, you know, this particular love, I say, it reaches out into the dens of substance addiction, helplessness and hopelessness to touch those ones who, 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 whom he is targeting or those ones who have given up. And that love tells them once again, you can be restored. You can begin again. A new page can open for you. You don't need to give up because a God so loved us. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should have eternal life. 
He does not want you and I to perish. He wants us to be fully restored into his purposes for the glory of God. And this love, as we say, it has been manifested in this one person. As he tells us there, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus Christ is the manifestation of the love of God. And whoever believes on him receives life and purpose. He receives forgiveness of sin and he receives that particular call. He says whosoever calls on his name, that particular person is delivered. It doesn't matter which pit. Or which dark place, which dark corner you may be, that love reaches out unto us to bring us unto restoration. Some of us, we can be so full of anger and so, you know, wrath and malice and what have you. Every place where we stand becomes destruction. We move like hurricanes. That, you know, whichever place we pass, whether it's human beings, we tear them up with our words and all of that. And when we go into our own quiet place, we start wondering, why am I like this? Can't I change? This love of God is able to change you if you will believe on this love which is called Jesus Christ, all for the glory of God, in the name of Jesus Christ. What does it happen? The love does not, this love, it does not mind being taken advantage of. The love of God, that's the strange thing about him. He doesn't mind being taken advantage of, so long as you come back home. Praise God. You know the prodigal son. People think, think of the prodigal son that he was repentant. Essentially, he was repentant to an extent. But I was looking upon it and I realized the prodigal son didn't come back home because he loved the father. No, he didn't come home because he was missing the father. He came back home because of what he was going to get. He had been eating with pigs and what have you on the other side. And he was feeling hungry and wondering. He said, you know, hold on. In my father's house, there are servants. And they are fed well. If I go back, even I will tell my dad, I don't want anything. Make me as one of your servants. He had a target. He was targeting the bread back at home. It was not that he loved the father. But this love does not matter and care whether you are planning to take advantage of it. It knows you and it knows me. So long as you come back home, it is standing there at the door to embrace you and become dirty. That child, when he came home, he was not clean. He was thinking. He, was, he had been living with pigs. He was coming from the drug addiction and ordained. He was coming from an alcoholic den. He was coming from debauchery. He was stinking from head unto the toes. But the father didn't hear the smell. That love welcomes you and welcomes me. And it embraces us. It takes the dirt that we have onto itself. And it says, take away this particular dirt and give him a new robe. And it raises us afresh. It once again makes us to love him now. I was coming for bread and for fish. Then I discovered, I forget about the fish. I'm happy to be in this chest, to be embraced in this love of God yet once again. Are you away from God? I welcome you this afternoon. Make a decision to come unto him in Jesus' name. As we close, hear what the psalmist says in Psalms chapter 40, verse 1 to 3. When you believe this love, when you believe, When you believe this grace, when you believe this mercy, it is found in Jesus Christ. That's why he says, God so loved you and me that he gave his only begotten son, 
that if you and I only believe in him, he's not telling you to do anything. He's telling you, just believe that Jesus is the son of God. Just confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Just believe in your heart, God has raised Jesus from the dead. A new page opens for you. And Psalms 40 verse 1 to 3 he says, When you believe in him, because that is what it means to wait on him. When you believe on him and you call on him and you wait for him, there are a number of things that he does. And that's what he wants you to do for you today. He will incline himself to you. He bends over to get close to you so that he may hear your cry. I don't know what cry you have, but the Father says, Believe my love, which is Jesus Christ. The moment you say, Father, I believe, he will say, He bends over, He hears your cry. Secondly, he says, He will bring you up out of that horrible pit. I don't know what pit you are in. Whatever pit it might be in, it might be a terrible relationship. But he says he will pull you out of that particular pit. Then he goes and says, he will pull you out of the miry clay, of the mire and of the dirt that you have covered yourself with, that you don't know which way to turn to. He says he reaches out, makes his hands and his feet and his garments dirty to be able to pull you out. And he says he will set your feet upon a rock. What is he saying? He will establish your steps. He will give you purpose to live again. Meaning to be able to live again. It is the beauty of believing in Jesus Christ. As Pastor Moses was preaching to us last Sunday. He redeems you from hell. The hell that is you are living in right now. And the hell that you will fall in when you die. He redeems you from those particular two hells and makes you to become a child of God into the kingdom of God. You will be able to enter in Jesus' name. Then he adds on, he says, he will put a new song in your mouth. That is love. No longer the vulgar language you've been talking, the vulgar thoughts you've been having, the vulgar conversations you've been having. He will transform your thoughts and your life and he will renew your mind. He will put a new song in your mouth. People will look at you and say, "Ah, is that Paul? How come he's not swearing? They have been waiting to hear a swear word. It has not come. Say, what? What happened? What happened to him? Hear what he says. He will make you a vessel of praise to our God. That is that love. That is Psalms 40 from verse 1 to verse 3. He says, he will, he says, many will see it and they will fear. They knew you to be a terror. That when you come up, they know that we are gone. But suddenly they hear now you come and they see a smile on your face. They say, what has happened? They, they, they start cringe first of all. They hear, hold on, hold on, hold on. He has changed, he has changed. Because that love has touched you. And the Bible says that I know, not, only, not only they will, will they fear. They will become, you will become a wonder because of this love. It will be voiced abroad. Look what the Lord has done. Because the love of God changes us. He will make you the reason for others to trust him. He says others will see it. They will fear and they will trust in the Lord. And finally, 
I have seen the heartbreaks of mothers whose love has been spanned. I've seen the heartbreak of mothers whose love has been rubbished by their sons and their daughters. And I've seen the cry on their face. Do not span this great love of God that is reaching out unto you. Think of how he feels when you span that particular love. That he opens his hands wide telling you, son, daughter, I've given my son for you because I want you back home. And you tell him, go hang, go to hell. I'm not coming back home. He's the one who made hell. You will fall into that hell yourself. Him, he cannot go to hell. He made it for the devil and for his angels. And those ones who refuse to believe on Jesus, then that becomes their home as well. Let us pray. <coughs> Father, in Jesus' name.